have in this week's parasha. The parasha begins by Daber Hashem Moshe Lemor Binehas Ben Elazar Ben Aharon Akohen Keshivet Hamati Me'al Bnei Israel Bekano Et Kinati Binehas went and did a ma'aser from Kanoyis, and because of that, Velochiliti Et Bnei Israel Bekinati. Because of what Pinchas did, he saved Klal Yisrael from being destroyed. Then it says in the next pasuk, Lachen Emor, Hineni Notelo Beriti Shalom. I will give him my covenant of peace. Sipon over here writes, Beriti Shalom means Memalach Hamavet. It means that Pinehas is not going to die. Pinehas is going to live forever. And Ke'inyan Oise Shalom B'mroimah. Why is that called Shalom? Just like it says that Hashem makes peace in the Marom. The same thing over here. Ki'omnam ha'hefsed lo yikra. Because death only takes place. Ella b'sibat Try to explain that. So he says that death comes when there is two opposites not getting along with each other. That's the cause of death. But when these two opposites are at peace with each other, then there is no cause of death. That's the words of the Siporno. And I want to try to explain it and the oymik of it. There is an arichas in the alshech, but they couldn't find the safer for me, so I didn't look at it now. But this is the idea. A person is created with two very opposite layers. He has a piece of himself which is a neshama, which is a chelak mal. This is a spiritual thing that man nofach nofach, that Hashem blew into him from himself, kaviyachal. He has a neshama. And then he has a goof that's afar mina adama, comes from the ground. And these two things are at constant battles with each other. These are hafachim. And it's this battle between the body and the soul, which is the reason why death takes place. However, if a person is able to come to a level where he's able to make shalom, between his neshama and his guf, and they work together, then there is no reason for a hefzerah guf, because the guf itself becomes a partner of the neshama, it becomes the levush of the neshama, it becomes a way that the neshama can express itself, it almost has, doesn't even have its own own identity, it becomes mama shechelik of the neshama itself, and then there's no purpose of death. That's the basic idea. And I want to try to go into that a little deeper to understand it. That means in other words, there is a tremendous, what we call in English, a dissonance between the body and the soul. There's a big, creates by a person a big problem. On one hand, his neshama has all the values it has all the right values. The neshama wants to go in the midot of Hashem, wants to be giving, wants to be a zariz, wants to do everything right, understands what's right, 
understands what the purpose of life is. But then you have the body of a person. The body of a person is on a totally different program. The body of the person does not speak the language of spirituality. It doesn't know the language of spirituality. The body of the person only wants what's pleasurable for it. What it enjoys. It's very complex, the body. And each person's body is very, very different. You have to know that the body is made up of four years or dot. This is brought down in many, many sefarim. It's a share in itself, the Dal of Yisaitis, which I'm not going into right now. But just very, very elementary, very basic. A person is created with four elements. The element of Afar, which is, the Reb Chaim Vital says, that if a person has that as a dominant ingredient within his guf, then he's prone to laziness, and he's prone to depression. If he has the component of Mayim, which is very, very strong part of him, a very active piece of himself, then he's prone to Taiva. Each thing has its own thing. There's Aish, Aish is fire, it's Gaiva comes from that. There's Ruach, a person can be a very impulsive person because of Ruach. Many different things that come from these different Yesodot. That means that even though every single person has all Dalit Yesodot in himself, but the recipe of what they are within himself is different. The disposition is different. And there's many, many, many different factors. It's a whole limud in itself. That there's many, many, many different factors that play into what the person's nature is. It could be the mazolus of when he was born. It could be the place where he lives. The ashpah from the people around him. The regilus. There's a tremendous amount of factors of nature and nurture that go into that. With that, exa- that creates the personality of the person. And it creates his weaknesses. And it creates his tendencies. That's the gufadah. And therefore he's driven by his goof to certain behaviors. But many of those behaviors are going against his morals. And what he knows and what he feels to be true based on his neshama. So if the neshama has a clarity that a person should be a zariz, and he should go and he should be achieving in Torah, mitzvot, in avodah Hashem, but this person in his body, in his goof, He's extremely lazy, so when it comes to Allah, Allah said, the guy can't move, uh, he can't move a pinky. So then, he knows what's supposed to be right. He knows what he's supposed to do. And then he fails time and time again. Because when he makes those resolutions that he wants to do something, Allah, Allah his body, the afar in his body, comes, the teva comes the way it is, and he just doesn't do nothing. So for some people that creates within them a tremendous what we call a sinas atzmi. It creates a hatred towards themselves. The definition of hatred is automatically you have to have two different people to have hatred. Two different things that are opposing one to another. So he sees himself almost like two people. There's a piece of himself which is a neshama. And there's a piece of himself which is a goof. They're like two different people. And they're not getting along. And he realizes that he's weak, and he can't do anything, and he starts to hate himself because of that. It's a whole sugi in itself called sinus atzmi that comes from this dissonance. 
Sometimes it has a different effect on a person. Also a tremendous schmooze in itself. Where a person will use defense mechanisms in order to get away from this problem that he's facing, that he sees his weaknesses, and he's touching himself as a weak person, and he can't live with that. So therefore he has to be in denial. He may overly focus on his good parts and make believe and repress as if the bad parts are not there. He could create cheaters. And in the worst cases, he starts to create what we call the ego. The ego of the person is that he develops in himself a false personality, which is very, very focused on not what's good and what's right. And it's not focused on what feels good. It's focused on that everything has to look good. And that ego, that fake personality that he convinces himself with, He's busy with 24-7 trying to convince himself and convince the people around him that he has such a personality, a perfect personality. And this is just the Roshay Prokim of a very complex, deep sugya, which in most, by a Jewish person, his emotional problems, psychological problems, all kinds of problems come from the fact that his goof and his nefesh are not on the same program. And the way... We approach our problems in general is that we know what it says in the Torah, we know what's right, we have the feelings of the neshama, but then we have the tendencies of the body and we try to fight it. And that's called Kiva Shayetza, which ultimately leads most people to burn out. So this is a problem. This whole dissonance between the goof and the neshama is a big bayah. And it creates a tremendous amount of problems in life. So we need to learn because this is a very basic elementary thing, is we need to learn how to make shalom between your neshama and your guf. And like I'm telling you, that really every single person is a different process because your guf is different. Being that your guf is different, then making shalom has to be a personal path. Can't be something that's very generic. Of course we're going to see that the ikka way to make shalom between the guf and the neshama is really only coming from the Torah. Because the Torah will give you the blueprint of how to work the Nisham and the Guf together. I'm a Mazra little Oymik in a minute, a little stronger. But this is the general outline. So what's coming out according to the Sipurno is, that the Sipurno is saying, It's not a magic trick. I'm going to give him a Madrega. That he's going to be able to be Mazachach his Guf. He's going to be able to make, let's pay attention to the words, and we have to say a touch in the words. He's going to make a shalom between his neshama and his guf to the point that there will be no pirut or machloikas between them at all, and Memele is going to live forever. That's what the Sifrona is saying. Because of what he did, he's zoichet to such a madrega, the madrega from Brisi shalom, where there's going to be peace within himself. There'll be no dissonance between any part of himself or a different part of himself. And you have to know that even in the goof itself there's a dissonance, which is a whole sugya also in itself. Because like I told you, that if a person is created with four yesoidists, offer ruach, eish, umayim, eish and mayim are also steers to each other. And ruach and offer is also steers to each other. So this kaseid of the person is built with contradictions within himself. And because he's built with a tremendous amount of contradictions, that's where all the problems begin. So when we say that Pinchas came to the Madrega from Shalom, we're saying it's a complete harmony inside of himself, which we call in English balance, which I'll explain to you in a minute. He's to be able to create a balance within himself. I have to be to do that, but we'll get to one step before that. 
There is a letter that was written by Rav Nachum Zev, the son of the altar from Kelter of Yerucham, and it's printed in one of the Svarim, where he says a very deep touch in this sugya that we're talking now. So obviously you have to look it up and learn it properly. But he says a very deep explanation to what's happening over here. And he says a definition of shalom is, shalom means that you're able to work with someone else's mahalach, a new taich that you would understand of shalom. Shalom means I can work with someone else's mahalach. That means the neshama has one mahalach. The way of doing things of the neshama is very clear, very straight, very exact and very perfect. But the guf is on a whole different program. So the neshama, he says, is the one that has to make shalom with the guf. The neshama has to make peace and be willing to work with the mahalach of the body. Just like, for example, if you have a child, and your child has very little hasagas and very little havana in life, he doesn't understand the importance of anything. So the father who wants to be mechanach the child, he can't go give him, throw the book at him, and tell him every single thing that you're doing doesn't make sense, and it's connected to Torah, and you're, he gives him his mature outlook and his Torah outlook and everything like that, because the kid can't handle that. He has to be able to bend and work within the mahalach from the kid. That's called making shalom. Making shalom means, of course the objective at the end of the day, is to reach that the sun reaches the madrega of kim kolotari kula and shleimus. But the way that he has to work to get there is called shalom, because he has to work with the mahalach of the kid. So too says of Nochem Zev, that the neshama of the Adam has to work with the guf. He has to be able to work with the guf. So if your neshama is telling you that you're a low achiever, and you're not achieving properly, and you're not doing what you have to do, and then you're constantly feeling like a failure, and you're not working with the guf itself, so then there's a big problem there, because he's not working with the mahalach guf. He's mourning, he's, he's, he's asking from the body, Things that are above the body's understanding, the body's abilities, the body's anything. He puts it as no shaykhs to be able to relate to the body. So he's not working with the mahalach of the body. Then a shama has to work with the mahalach guf. That's, Ramnochem Zev is a major piece. It's negated the shalom bais, negated the chilich abonim, it's negated to every single aspect of our lives. To be able to know how to make shalom with the guf means you know how to work with the mahalach guf. That's what you know how to do. You have to know how to work with the goof. And when we say you have to know how to work with the goof, means you have to know how to work with your goof. Your goof is the name of the game. Because everybody's goof has a different tendency, a different weakness, a different personality, a different thing that makes it feel good, a different way of relating to things. So your neshama has to have a tremendous amount of chokmah to be able to use, to be able to work with your goof. That chokmah is going to come from the Torah. But let's try to go a little bit, delve a little bit deeper into the subject. The first thing is that most of us have a very, very narrow tunnel vision way of seeing things. That means if let's say I have laziness, that's boiled by me laziness. So now I say I am lazy. I touch my whole Matthias with lazy. That's not your whole Matthias. Your whole Matthias, first of all, is that you're in the Shaman. This is Aleph. Second of all, you're made of Dal's Yisoidus. So you're not lazy. It means that the Yisoyed offer right now is dominant. But if you can see the sheer Chloe, if you see the whole cloud of the Odom, 
And you realize that within yourself, you are built with a Koyach of Ruach. And the Koyach of Ruach is to balance the Koyach of Ofma. That's why it's there. If a person would be able to tap into the Koyach of Ruach, to balance the Koyach of, of his Ofma, then his upper is not bad, because if he would only go with his Ruach, he would be the most impulsive person you ever saw in your life. And if he only goes with his Ofma, then he's going to be the most lazy person you ever saw in your life. So by balancing the Koyach of the Ruach and the Ofma, that creates a balanced person. So the Yisoyed is, there's no such thing as good or bad. It's only a question of Amida. Amida means a measurement. And that's why the Rambam says that Hilchas Midas is called Hilchas Deis. Because the Yisoyed of Tikkun Amidas is coming from the Deis. It's coming from the Chokhmah. Because it's the Neshama that's working with the Mahalach HaGov. And the Neshama understands how to move within the body and how to make a balance within the body. That's called Achtus in Yekechus HaNefesh. There's nothing bad, nothing any good. It's only the question of Achtus. And sometimes... This is the going that says this, that the Ikil Hagdor of Shlemus is. He says by Avram Avinu, when Avram Avinu went and brought his son to the arcade, it says, Ataya Datikirokimata. Now I know. Now what happened before? So the Terrence says, because Avram is Midasachesat. Today he didn't use Midasachesat. So that's a right that he's a Sholem. A Sholem means that every single part of his body, every single part of his gulf has a function in some place in some form, in some time. And the day and the and the and the, the clarity that comes from above has to tell you when to use what. We see in Chazal it tells us Lamashal that the Noshim used the Atzlus not to contribute to the Cheta Ego. So Atzlus is a bad thing, Lachayr. But here you see that you can have a Musag of Atzlus of Atzlus of what? Atzlus of, of Kedusha. But the point was, it wasn't Yerush Shemayim. I'm afraid to do the Chet, and therefore I'm going to hold myself back. It doesn't say that in Chazal. It says, I tapped into a Midah of myself, called Atlas, and I became an Atzal. That's why I didn't do that there. So you see, then you can play around with the Kaychaz HaNefesh, what the Das Torah tells you how to play with the Kaychaz HaNefesh. That's the Yisrael from Torah. The Yisrael from Torah, the more a person is, is a Chacham, a person is wise, he understands the Torah. The Torah, what's the Torah? The Torah teaches you how to live the balanced life between the Guf and the Neshama. That's what the Torah is. The Torah understands the balanced life. So what that means is the Torah understood the balanced life. It means that the Neshama is always doing Shalom with the Guf. Because it's working the balanced life with the Guf. So it's Kaseidah working with the Koychus HaNefesh. That's the Metzius. The Metzius of Shalom is that it's working with the Koychus HaNefesh. It's the Hainu That's the Yisoy of what we're saying over here. This is Brisi Shalom. So there's a two-part process here. Number one, a person has to sharpen his understanding. He has to understand his das. He has to build his Torah. Torah is the one that gives you the mahalach. Torah teaches you to balance life. Torah teaches you how to, 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 to apply everything to yourself. And the Torah helps you understand yourself. It helps you understand the, the crooked behaviors that you have from which meetings and which you say this they come from. And you should be able to work it. The Goyen says in Mishlein that there's a type of person who has very motivated. He's extremely motivated to work. But then he falls on his face a hundred times. And he's all busted up because he has all kinds of kashas and ashkafa because he says, and I'm the ultimate rotsin and I'm pushing and I'm pushing it and I get burnt out like a who knows what and things don't work. And therefore he directs his anger to Hashem. Look Hashem, I want to do everything good and you don't let me. It says the going based on the Pesach is because he's Amoritz. He made his own methods. If he were, It's not only to have the willpower, you got to have the willpower. But the willpower is only half the sugya. 
You have to have seichel. It's not just the willpower. You have to know the rules of the Torah. You have to know how to, employ, to, to, to practically apply it. You have to know how to live it. You have to know how to make it levice. But this is a personal thing. So if a person doesn't know himself bechalal, or the view that he has of himself is so superficial, or so fadimint, or he has a tunnel vision where he only sees certain weaknesses he has, and it becomes his whole Matthias and his whole essence, each person, according to what his pitfall is, the guy's not in the business of doing anything with himself. Nothing. And he needs to be able to, this is what Limra Musa is. People think that they're just going to learn, and then they're going to magically become something. And the whole Yisrael of Chaim is making shalom between the goof and the nefesh. And the only place, the only address that can teach you how to make the koya, that the shalom between the goof and the nefesh is the Torah. And the Torah is going to teach you the mahalach that works for you. The answer for your problem is in the Torah. will tell you which mahalach goes for you. You have to know your personal way of growth. Obviously, you can have hadracha, you can have people that can help you out, etc., etc., but the bottom line, you make the work. Because you're the only one who's making your own nefesh. No one's making your own nefesh. People have a big problem, they're not lamdun. Because lamdus, what's lamdus? When you learn a sugi, right? Let's say you're learning sugi takazilan. There's a hundred pratim, this mission and that mission and the other mission and this and this and this and that. And all you hear and share is what? What the gather is, it's the same gather, over and over and over, the same gather. It's one vart. Sukkah Chazilam is one vart. Right? Everything you learn like that. Shabyanab says one vart. Everything is one vart. What's, what's the chat on that? It's boring, you know? Terence says, because from the protim you aim, you have to go to the cloud. The ink is to see the cloud. So you can't see the cloud unless you study the protim. When you study the protim, you see the whole picture. The picture is the cloud. So the Odom has to not be stuck in the Pratim of his life. If he's stuck in the Pratim of his life, he can never get out of a problem. It's impossible. From the Pratim, he has to make an indication of what he's Klolom His Klolom is his Dalit Yisoytis, is his Mezek, is his upbringing, is whatever it is, his Tunis Anepesh. That's the Klolom of the Odom. If you can't take from the Pratim the Klolom, you're cooked. There's no answer for you. So the Torah makes you about Klolom. That's the Koyak of Torah makes you about Klolom. And it gives you that that, that, that that vision, that understanding, that Havana. And that's what Limur Musa is. To give you that Havana and understanding. It's a lifelong mission, of course, 100%. Brisi Shalom is a lifelong mission. That's what Rabbi Nachum Zev says. And he says that that mission takes entire life and it's through Torah. And you have to learn how to work with the Mahalach and the Guf. Because that's the Gedda from Shalom. And the ultimate plan is... That your goof is going to be a chilek of what your neshama zavoyed is, for sure. And it's a big work and it requires Torah and it requires Musa. 100%. Pinchas was Shalom, that's a big thing. But we, as human beings, as individuals, instead of reaching levels of yush, I'll never change, certain things control me, I'm a handicap, this is me, all the funny stuff that come out of people's mouths. Or the fake personalities, all the funny things you hear all day. We have to stop all that and step back and say, I need to learn Musa. And not be afraid to find a chesarin. Because I'm not afraid to find a chesarin. You know why? Because no chesarin is a chesarin ba'etza. Because the chesarin itself is fixed with the opposite koyach So it's to create a balance. 
It's not a chesoran be'etzah. It needs a piece of that chesoran too. You need a little bit of the, what we would call the chesoran of ruach and the chesoran of offer and the chesoran of mayim. You need a little bit of that too to make a balance. So then beheftza, it's not a chesoran. It's just that you have no way of seeing things in a balanced way. So what we're saying is, shalom means working with your mahalchim. Shalom produces achtus. Achtus means balance. You see, new translations. You never heard these before. You never thought shalom means working with your the mahalach, and you never thought achtus means balance. But that's what it means. And that's the true definition of Abba Satsmi. Because Abba by definition requires, trust me, I don't have to give you my cards. The Abba by definition requires that you first were two separate entities and you became one. That's what Abba is. If you started off as one, you were never having Abba. So Abba Satsmi means I started off in a state of sinner. I started off with the, the, the two things that are fighting against each other, and the Shema and the Guf are fighting against each other. The Kaychaz Anefesh within myself are inconsistent. That's what I started off. But if I can reach a level of working with the pro, with the program of Shalom, working with my, working with the Mahalach of my Guf, to come to a level of balance, and then they become one. Together, all together, all your parts, your weaknesses and your strengths, all together, creates this one new entity. The one entity where your entire Nisham and your entire Guf and all your Kaychas is work in sync with each other. That's when you love yourself. You understand? We spoke about this a little bit in the morning Vaden. Again, I bring the Vaden up. But we spoke about this in the Vaden because we want to talk about Avas Yisrael, which is the Avoidah from the three weeks. You cannot give what you don't own yourself. Nobody can give a donation if they got no money in his pocket. You can only give what you got. And if you don't know how to love yourself, you can't learn how to love anybody. So the olive base to Abbas Yisrael, which in the Zoya says, Abbas Yisrael, Abbas HaTorah, and Abbas HaShem is all one thing. And if anything, even more, the Abbas HaTorah and Abbas Yisrael is the levush of the Abbas HaShem, whatever that means, that's the whole shmuz in itself. You have to come for the pattern, of course, to understand that. But the bottom line is, you can't come to one place of Abba if in yourself you don't have Ava. And Ava is the Brisi Shola to whatever degree. It's not a zero to 100%, like everything in Avoida. Every degree that you can come to of making Shalom and working your Kaychas HaNefesh and Achtus and Avas Atzmi to that degree, you can give that to someone else. Stop.